On this week's episode of Out of the Box Doc, we are discussing the incredible world of CBD and the politics behind it all with special guest Trey Phillips. everyone, it's Dr. Lisa, and we're here today talking to my very, very special guest, my first guest, Trey Phillips, who also happens to be, I'm married to this guy, so... I'm going to go ahead and put it out there now. <laughs> I'm probably going to be your greatest guest ever. I, yeah, I, I believe that. We're going to start with confidence. Okay, so that's amazing. All right, so today we're going to talk about CBD, and that is a hot topic right now in the industry. And Trey and I actually have a CBD company. We actually have a standalone store um, called Thrive Apothecary here in Fort Worth, and um, we've we've done pretty well with that and um, getting the message out there. And really today, the the whole premise behind this podcast is to talk about how did you get things going for the shop? Like, I kind of want to get it out there how really, cause I'm very proud of you for everything that you did. You went to Austin and you stood up against the district attorney here in Fort Worth. It was a really big deal. And, um, we stood strong against all of that. So I kind of want to go over kind of like your thoughts on that and kind of get the information out there to the people like what did you know? What did you do exactly? So you want to start with like, let's start with the shop and like what was happening a couple of years ago. Well, first you're being very humble about how well you've done with the shop. So Thrive Apothecary has won the top uh, CBD store in Fort Worth for two years in a row uh, by both the Fort Worth Weekly and Fort Worth Magazine. So we're we're doing very well. We've been around now going on three years. So we're, we've outlasted everyone uh, in Fort Worth um, and we're still standing. So, yeah, but when we entered the market in 2018, um, CBD and hemp was still very much a gray area in Texas. Um, it was neither expressly prohibited uh, nor was it expressly allowed. So it was this very gray area. Um, and so there it was there was a lot of stigma still attached to CBD and hemp. Back in 2018, there still is today, but especially three years ago. And so it was really navigating this minefield of, uh, of stigma and misconceptions by the community, by local government, by state government, and then ultimately by the federal government. So what happened when, because I don't, and I didn't get a, get a chance to go to Austin with you, but um, I was always very intrigued by what happens at the state capitol, like what did you experience there? Was it, did you get to talk to the senators or was it like, who did you get to speak to, to get your point across? So ultimately it was an amazing experience just being part of lobbying for something that you're passionate about. But I will also say that ultimately it was very disappointing. Um, you know, the saying is no one wants to see how their sausage is made. And that's, that's what I got to experience. And so you spoke to some, uh, some representatives, some, some state senators, um, about hemp, about CBD, um, and pretty much the party line, um, from the Republican side was they were waiting for direction from their leadership, which would be Greg Abbott and Dan Patrick. So nobody would actually tell you what they thought or what they were going to vote. Um, they were all just kind of giving the de facto answer of, well, I'm, I'm waiting to, to find out what Greg Abbott and Dan Pat Patrick tells me to vote for. Um, so that was a little bit disappointing. And then, you know, 
you talk to staff members and things like that. And, and it's really, you find out that the staff members are the ones that are reading all the bills. They're, they're the actual more of the experts in it than the actual elected officials are. Um, but again, it, it was a great experience going down there and meeting people, uh, meeting other people in the industry. But ultimately it was, it was disappointing that our government performs like that. And that's how we get business done. Yeah. And I, I think when you came home and you told me that I, I was really disappointed too. Cause I think like you go down there and you get stuff done, right. And everybody's there and it's like a network and it's teamwork and everybody's there to care. And, and it sounded like to me, that's definitely not, no, what it's happened. all, it's all about political capital. And, um, you know, if they're going to vote for something, then what are they going to get out of it? Who's going to promise them something on the next vote? Um, so it's very much, you know, they're scratching each other's backs. So, and that was kind of before the whole COVID thing, when we knew a lot of political drama was going on all of last year. So that was prior to that. Yeah. This but, is way back in, um, early or I'm sorry. Yeah. Early 2019. Okay. So I think that would make me very disappointed too. Like, you know, you have these hopes and dreams that people are doing the right thing and have your back and like lobbying and whatever that means anymore. But, but I think, I think the normal person needs to know like what is really happening. Cause they don't know, nobody really gets to go to the Capitol, right? Like you got well, invited. What, what we found out was really very few people in the government actually understood what hemp is, uh, let alone understood what CBD is. And that translated all the way up, you know, or, or I should say translated all the way down, trickled down to the local politics and local politicians. So you brought up fighting the district attorney here in Fort Worth. Uh, you had Sharon Wilson and her office who uh, were very adamant and very vocal uh, that they would arrest anyone, including soccer moms and senior citizens for possession of CBD. And so, again, I don't even think she really understood what hemp or CBD was, um, let alone anyone in her office. And so you just had people repeating basically bad information over and over again. And that's really kind of the narrative that started to take off was that CBD is marijuana and, and that stigma. And, and really it just get, kept getting repeated over and over again. So to that point, can you tell us the difference between CBD and marijuana? Sure. So CBD, which is short for cannabidiol, is a chemical compound called a cannabinoid, which is found within the cannabis plant. So you have the cannabis plant and how the government defines the difference between what is hemp and what is marijuana is they say hemp is any cannabis with a delta nine THC content of three tenths of one percent or lower. So 0.3 percent. So anything 0.3 percent or lower is hemp defined by the US government. Anything with a higher Delta nine concentration is considered marijuana. So you have hemp, which produces very low amounts of THC, but very high amounts of CBD. And then you have marijuana, which is very high THC up to 30%. So a hundred times stronger than hemp, but generally very low CBD. So again, they both come from the same plant. Um, it is determined by how they are harvested, how they are grown, whether they're going to be high CBD or high THC varieties. Um, but ultimately, it's the U.S. government that just created a very arbitrary number of three-tenths of 1% to determine what's the difference between hemp and marijuana. And I think um, what we found, both of us found very interesting was the owning of the patent 
for CBD. Can you go into that a little bit well, deeper? Specifically, the U.S. government has had a patent on the isolated uh, molecule of cannabidiol for decades. Uh, so they filed that patent decades ago. So what it tells us and most people in the industry is the U.S. government has known that there is something valuable to the cannabis plant. Um, but because of politics and because of profits, uh, it's basically been hidden away and, and demonized, even though the U.S. government owns a patent on it. So what, um, when we got into this space, I found it really disturbing, even as a doctor, that a Schedule One drug as in heroin, that it was part of that. So hemp was part of the schedule one drug, like list of mm -hmm. cocaine, heroin, and then you've got hemp. So Can you for, go into that yeah, a little so bit more? For hundreds and thousands of years, cannabis has been used because of its therapeutic properties. And it was really not until the last century where all of a sudden uh, we started to demonize cannabis. And I mean, even at the, at the turn of the 1900s, US doctors were prescribing cannabis, um, you know, thousands of times a day successfully. And then because of a lot of outside influences, um, whether it's from the pharmaceutical side or um, big industry side, we began this marketing campaign uh, against reefer, against cannabis that made it sound scary. And, you know, it was going to cause you to lose your mind and start taking all these other drugs. And we really started to demonize it. Um, so really we haven't looked as, at cannabis as medicine really for only about the last hundred years. Um, civilization before that time has always viewed cannabis as medicine. So what do you what do you see in the future for, like, let's just talk about Texas. Do you think now surrounding states are, are legalizing marijuana? Do you think like it's a matter of time? Do you think it's 10 years, five years? How do you think it's going to like pan out overall? For yeah, us? It's, it's probably the most common question I get asked. Uh, my personal opinion is I think Texas will be one of the last states to uh, approve recreational marijuana. I also think we'll probably be one of the last states to approve truly uh, medicinal marijuana. Now, a lot of people don't realize Texas already has a medical marijuana program. It's the Compassionate Use Program. Uh, this is my personal opinion. The, the program is a complete joke. Um, it's, it's kind of the joke uh, in the country, really, when it comes to medical marijuana programs uh, where they cap the THC limits at 1%. You have to jump through all these hoops to even get it. Uh, Can you talk about the license cost as well? Like just say we wanted to, I thought it was like quite a bit of money. Okay. So, um, so go ahead and finish what you were saying. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, even on that, so there's only a handful of uh, dispensaries in Texas that can issue the quote unquote, my air quotes that you can't see right now, medical marijuana um, capped at 1%. And I want to say it's, I think there's four in the entire state. And those four licenses went to um, political friends and influencers of the current governor and uh, and I think governor. that's really important for listeners to know that your people that are running your dispensaries are, are basically in the pockets of, of politicians. And I hate saying that, but I, I don't think anybody's surprised after last yeah, year. I mean, we, Lisa and I have some mutual friends that uh, applied for this several years ago. 
Um, and these people have been in the industry for years, even in other states, doing it very successfully. And these people were denied uh, a license to to dispense medical marijuana in Texas. And in turn, they were given to political friends of our current current governor. And, and I think that's the biggest thing I wanted to get across with this this particular podcast was because you've been in it now and you've kind of like been around the people and you understand things a little bit better, um, how kind of dirty this whole thing has kind of played out, you know, but we kind of stayed the course for the, for Fort Worth. And, um, can you go on then to talk about our well cell company that we did together? Can you go through that? Sure. And I'll, I'll do it by going backwards a little bit. So okay. we, we entered the CBD space, the hemp space in 2018. As Lisa said, we opened up a brick and mortar standalone uh, boutique store called Thrive Apothecary. And when we began that journey and we began vetting products uh, that were currently on the market to bring into our store, uh, we found some pretty disturbing things. And so we started bringing in um, some major name brands in the market and we began evaluating and testing them. And what we found was a little bit scary. So we would send these products off. We would have lab tests done on them. And these are independent third-party labs. And a lot of these labs came back um, with multiple problems. So the, the scariest were labs that showed arsenic, that showed lead, that showed pesticides and heavy metals in them. Uh, and then you had other products that were completely mislabeled. Um, you know, they had 50% of the CBD content that they advertised. And so what we found very early is, you know, the, the CBD and hemp market uh, is completely unregulated at this point. The FDA has sat on their hands for three years now. Um, they have not issued any final guidelines on CBD or hemp. And so you have a lot of bad actors out in the marketplace just trying to make a quick buck. Uh, and we, we saw stuff even where they were literally selling coconut oil. They had coconut oil, they slapped a CBD label on it, and they were selling it as CBD, and there was literally no one to tell them that they can't do that. Now, that has somewhat changed in Texas, and now we have a hemp retailer program. You have to apply, it, uh, apply for a license. You're subject to an inspection. Um, we were actually the first store in, in North Texas that got inspected for this. Uh, but even that procedure, uh, there's, there's not a lot of teeth to it, uh, and so... Uh, until they continue to modify this program and really bring some enforcement action, it's still going to be the wild, wild west. And so what we saw um, happening in the marketplace really caused Lisa to decide that she needs to do a better job, um, that she can do a better job and she has to do a better job for her patients, for our customers, for our community. And so that's really where WellSell was born was by seeing all these all these issues that companies were producing products with and really trying to, to, to do better than that. And so WellSell was born to try to create products that were truly safe, consistent, and offered efficacy that, used, that Lisa was really used to on the medical side, but didn't, ex, didn't exist on this CBD retail side. And so, um, you know, Lisa set forth to create a truly proprietary formulation. And one of the dirty secrets in the CBD world is most people selling CBD today, most brands selling CBD today, simply white label a product. And so what that means is a manufacturer has a house formula of CBD. And so you might have a thousand companies just buying that house formula and then they just slap their own label on it and call it theirs. Um, but essentially it's the same product just floating around. And so 
Um, with WellSell, we, and especially Lisa, didn't want to do that. So our formulation is 100% proprietary. And so we took extremely high quality hemp CBD oil, both in full spectrum and broad spectrum, and we can talk about what that means. Uh, and then we combined it with turmeric, we combined it with ginger, and we combined it with peppermint to create what we call this enhanced entourage effect. But we combined it with these bioceuticals that have their own wellness properties that are well documented. And so we feel like combining all these together um, really creates a superior product. And then on top of that, we do batch level testing on every single product that we have. And what that means is a lot of other companies, they'll do a test and they may use that same test for the next five batches and they just they attach that same test to to each batch and so the product that you're getting the lab report associated with that may not actually be from the actual from the actual batch and so well sales different because we batch level test so every single product that gets made we have a qrc code on every bottle and every box that links back to the actual batch level testing which is full panel which means we not only do the potency testing but we uh, we test for heavy metals, pesticides, molds, um, solvents, um, which is very expensive to do. But Lisa putting her name on the bottle is very important to us to not only have a, the highest quality product um, that we could produce, but to be very transparent with what's in it. Uh, and, and I think that we, we've done that. So we have, we have people all over the country now taking well sell products we get amazing feedback from it uh and it, it's it's pretty cool and i thought it was really interesting i look at um medscape which is a research-based um i guess website type of thing that we look at every single day at the office and there was an article about five or six months ago that said, doctor, you better get on board with CBD because one in seven of your patients is already taking it. And I thought that that, excuse me, <clears throat> I thought that was really pretty fascinating. So like people are taking it anyway. So what I wanted to go through is, can you talk about the program that we have the nurses involved now that and kind of like what they do? Why, why do we do that? Sure. So again, within the CBD marketplace, uh, there's a lot of mistrust. Um, you have consumers that are essentially just blindly shopping the market. They just type in CBD and Google or Amazon and, or... and Amazon. And that's a whole other subject. Um, quick disclaimer, Amazon does not sell CBD, but there's, there's this huge mistrust in the market and, and really ignorance on the, on the consumer side. They just simply don't know. So they just type CBD in, CBD in the Google search bar and whatever the cheapest one that comes up first, that's what they're going to pick. And so what we've found is consumers have lots of questions on not only what is CBD, what is hemp, but they want to know how much do I take? Um, how should I take CBD? And so what we created with WellCell is we have partnered with a nonprofit nurses group called uh, Leaf 411. And what we offer to anyone, you don't even have to be a WellCell customer or a WellCell champion. If you're just interested in CBD, you can call our phone number. Um, when you reach the phone tree, you'll simply hit the number one and it's going to connect you with a registered cannabis nurse that will answer any of your questions about CBD or hemp. They'll talk to you about dosage. They'll do it. They'll do a consultation with you and create a treatment plan for you using CBD products. And this nurses group is 100% a patient advocacy group. They do not work there. These are not well cell nurses. These are independent nurses. And if 
they speak to someone and a well-sell product is not a good choice for them, they will tell them this is not a good choice for you and they will direct them to a better product. And so we really feel like that this independent advocacy group that we have with the nurses really, again, brings that transparency and integrity for WellSell to show that we're doing the right thing and we're offering this amazing service that's completely free. Whether you call once or you call 50 times in a month, uh, you can continue to call and get guidance from trained cannabis nurses on the best way for you to take CBD. And I think the most proud I am of what we have done is we are normalizing and professionalizing CBD. And I think as a physician, you know, you always see, uh, say you go to natural grocers or whatever, and I notice things like, oh, it is recommended by a doctor or doctor formulated, but you never really know like who, well, who are these people? Like, is there a doctor? Kind of like the whole Flintstones thing, like pediatrician approved, even though there are dyes inside of that that are banned in Europe. So it's like, who, who are the pediatricians approving this crap basically? So that, that's sort of where our proud moment is, I think is that we are really physician made. We are physician approved. It is a real doctor behind the whole thing. And um, I, I just think that's really important for people to understand that you're not just getting a, you know, a bottle of CBD at a gas station, which they do sell or, a, or like a, I don't know, there, there's there, bath bombs. They're, they're, they're everywhere. That's not really going to get you anywhere, but bath bombs are not what we're into at WellSell. And, um, we're into the real deal with this. We want people to understand that you take CBD every day. It should be a wellness treatment and a supplement versus, you know, it's being kind of sold as like anti-anxiety. It's sold as take it when you have a headache. It's like, no, you, you take it every day. We have a system to receive it. Right. So the next question I have for you, can you talk about the endocannabinoid system? Yes. Yeah, so the great thing about CBD is we have a system within our body that is built to receive it. And that is called the endocannabinoid system. And the endocannabinoid system is a documented system within our body, um, just like you have the cardiovascular system or the skeletal system. This is a major system in the body that is recognized by uh, the medical body, medical okay. Community, community or your yeah. actual, no, the medical, medical body body. Okay. Yeah, medical so body your med, the medical community, the medical community yeah. recognizes mm -hmm. that the endocannabinoid system is a major system. And so what the endocannabinoid system does is it regulates the other systems of the body. It's kind of like the symphony conductor and our bodies actually produce our own cannabinoids. And remember I talked earlier about CBD is a cannabinoid found in the cannabis plant, but our body produces cannabinoids as well. And what happens is when we're under stress or we feel pain or we're depressed, our body releases these cannabinoids and they go around our body and they check with all the systems and they essentially regulate those systems. That's their goal. The problem we have in the modern world is because of our environment, because of the food we eat, the stress we're under, the way we live our body cannot produce enough cannabinoids to take care of what we need it to. And so what scientists have found are the cannabinoids found in plants called phytocannabinoids basically closely mimic the cannabinoids made by our own body and specifically cannabis. Our body recognizes the cannabinoids in the cannabis plant essentially as our own endogenous cannabinoids. So you can take CBD from cannabis and essentially top off your system 
um, you can start to regulate that system again, where now when your body is under the stress or it's under pain or it's feeling anxiety, there's now cannabinoids present for your body to send those out to act against it. That's amazing. I think you sum, you summarize that really well. And I think that's the kind of things, those are the sorts of things people don't understand. Like we have a system for it. Pets have a system for yeah, it too. So any, any mammal. So, um, so yes, yeah, so cats, dogs, horses, I mean, any, any mammal has an endocannabinoid system and there is a lot of scientific evidence and research available uh, that shows the therapeutic benefits, not only to humans, but to mammals. And I think it's really fascinating too. And during this journey that we've gone through, I've also learned about Google Scholar. So Google Scholar is really interesting. You can actually go to the Google bar and type in Google Scholar. And that is where you get scientific research papers from. And um, there's thousands of them regarding CBD. So can you go over sort of like what happened in 1980? Because it's been around for a really long time. So Dr. Matulam out in Israel was the doctor that originally discovered THC and CBD. Can you, can you kind of reiterate on that? A well, bit? I mean, kind of the well, long story short is the United States is decades behind other countries when it comes to studying cannabis and using cannabis for therapeutic reasons. Um, the Israelis are, are really thought to be the world renowned experts on cannabis. They've been studying this for decades. Um, they have, you know, they, they're the first ones to isolate THC, uh, and so they've been doing this a long time as well as other countries. I mean, you have the Dutch who ha literally have hemp museums in their country. I mean, so they've been doing it so long that they have hemp museums. But because of politics and corporations in the United States, again, we kind of briefly talked about uh, when, when cannabis and marijuana was placed on Schedule 1 by the DEA, what that did is it prevented universities and independent scientific laboratories for, from studying cannabis in the United States the way other countries were. And so what's happening now is there, this vacuum exists within the United States, and really now we're having to look to the outside world on uh, on, on what we're doing with cannabis. Because we're so far behind. We're so far behind. That's, a, that's such a distressing so, thing. So, you know, you have a lot of uh, American corporations and, and big medicine that, you know, like to say, oh, you know, there's no, there's no clinical trials, there's no data, um, which if we're talking about the United States is probably true, but there is a ton of clinical trials and a ton of data um, that is documented and widely accepted uh, in, in many other countries. And I'll say this as being a doctor too, the United States is not the end all be all for medicine PS, because there's a lot of other very smart countries out there that have very smart clinicians, very smart researchers. We are not the only country in the world. I think we've become very arrogant in the U S, um, as far as that goes. And the, the, the FDA stamp of approval is seen by most average Americans as this gold seal, this gold stamp yeah, like of, of qual quality. And, and I mean, Lisa can probably tell you more than me, but there's, I mean, how many times have we seen FDA approved things that have been removed from the market? Oh, it happens. Well, it happened with Esher. I don't know if everybody remembers that the permanent birth control that I did on many people, I had the procedure done myself, totally fine, no problems. And then of course the FDA 
has to get involved with all that. And it, you know, is it going to get recalled? Is it, you know, there's so many things that were amazing, like mesh. Um, mesh is the best thing that's ever happened. Oh, just kidding. We're going to recall it. it that, that's your FDA people. And we're, I'm very not for the FDA. I'm all, I'm very anti-pharma as many of my patients already know. So that's not my thing. And I'm very anti-corporation and anything that pushes things on people that are not safe. And um, CBD is extremely safe. And especially when it's done right. And yeah, if you want to talk in comparison to how many people die every day in the United States at the hands of pharmaceuticals, um, I mean, it's, it's simply staggering. And to this date, I'm not aware of a single case of anyone dying, um, including from an overdose of cannabis. Yeah. And opioid, obviously the, that's the big buzzword two years ago, opioid crisis, opioid crisis, but it's still there. Well, it mean, it didn't go away. We are such a pharmaceutical driven country. Um, the United States contains 5% of the world's population yet we consume 75% of the pharmaceuticals in the world. So. And if that doesn't get people pissed off and a little bit like wondering what the heck is going yeah, on, so I right. don't know what else so, to tell you know, everybody. My opinion is the reason why the FDA, well, the reason why the FDA worked with the DEA to put marijuana on the schedule one list and why the FDA three years since the hemp bill was signed still has not given firm guidelines is because there is too much money to be lost by the pharmaceutical companies. The pharmaceutical companies do not want cannabis to be legalized. They don't want CBD to be used, um, you know, in a widespread manner. They want pharmaceuticals, which can be patented, um, which they can in turn make billions and billions of dollars of profit on. And so that's really what this comes down to is, is dollar signs. And that flows down to, again, the state legislature that flows down to local government, all these people take campaign contributions from big pharma and all this other stuff. And so it's all And Sharon Wilson actually had, um, we went back and looked at her donors. There were some big medical groups. I don't remember exactly who it was now, but yeah, she definitely had some pharmaceutical some, donors, some big medicine ties. Mm -hmm. um, Not okay. And so, yeah. So Not I mean, okay. so yeah. So you have to ask yourself again, why is the FDA dragging their feet? Because there actually is one FDA approved CBD treatment um, and it's for a CBD isolate. Um, which is the only form of CBD that can really be created uh, synthetically in a lab. So, which again, is not okay. So again, remember, <laughs> you know, they have this patent on this isolate, and so they market it uh, for children uh, with epilepsy, and it's a very, 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 very cheap form of CBD. Uh, and they've combined it with some sucralose and some like flavoring, red dye, yeah, and some flavoring, and they're selling this. Um, and it's called Epidiolex. Yeah. If there's anybody wondering, go look that up, Epidiolex. And, and again, it's a very low dose of a CBD isolate that they are selling for tens of thousands of dollars to your insurance company to pay for. And you can um, come to Thrive Apothecary. Well, yeah. So <laughs> if you if you bought something equivalent as far as milligrams and kind of CBD, you're going to pay around $30, $40 maybe. That's and, disgraceful. And they're selling it for thousands and thousands of dollars. So hear that again, people. So the deal is if you get this type of medication through your insurance, again, it's they're all in bed together. They're charging unbelievable amounts of money, which is totally wrong. And, and that, that has been going on in the U.S. for a million years, um, 20 years at least. I make fun of that. But 20 years at least that I've been doing this, that things have cost way too much. And you could literally go to a shop and get 
a basic equivalent for $30 versus tens of thousands of dollars. So this is what we're dealing with. I mean, we're dealing with that as a shop. We're dealing with that as a, a, a company, well sold company, um, that sells CBD, but you know, when you look at something to give to your children that has sugar in it, sucralose, which is fake sugar. We talked about that in our last episode, but also like basically food coloring in it and strawberry flavor. So you're giving your kids all this crap, basically like a Flintstone vitamin and they're selling it for tens of thousands of dollars. So people should be like in an uproar about this kind of stuff. And that's kind of what we want to do with this podcast is kind of get the information out there for you guys to make informed decisions and to do things for your own health, essentially. Do you agree? Yeah, for sure. Um, and again, you know, part of the problem is, especially with Epidiolox, that one form of FDA approved CBD, again, that's for a very strict and regulated uh, group of children. Um, so it, while it does help this very small group, it's a, it, you know, it's, it's a very small group and it does, it's not getting to the masses. Um, and the problem is we have all these politicians that come in, whether it's with cannabis, when we're talking about marijuana or we're talking about hemp and CBD, um, you know, they come in and they put these restrictions and they create these patient groups where sure you can use cannabis, but you have to have this condition to do it. And, what I believe and what Lisa believes is we, we think that the decision to use cannabis or really any holistic treatment ought to be between a patient and their doctor. And so believe it or not, Oklahoma, um, right up, right up north of us has one of the most liberal medical marijuana programs in the country. So in Oklahoma, there's no preset conditions where, you know, you have to have this condition on a Tuesday and on, on Thursday, it has to be this. Um, if your doctor, says that you need cannabis, then that that's good enough for the state of yeah. Oklahoma. And it was really interesting to me what you found out. It was like you had to be a neurologist doctor. Well, in the, yeah, in the previous Texas Compassionate Use Program, there was only a handful of doctors in the entire state that were authorized to write this very capped form of uh, medical cannabis in Texas. You had to go see two of them. And so one of them, you know, may be in Dallas. The other one may be in Brownsville. And so you know, you had to make all these trips and then the pharmacies were located in Austin and you had to go to Austin to pick it up. And it's, so again, the, these, and you wonder why people buy stuff on the black market. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you have this huge already bureaucracy being built around cannabis in Texas that just slows everything down. It hurts the end user and is really designed to, um, benefit the state because they want to tax everything. They want to regulate everything. And, and meanwhile, children and adults are going, yeah. you know, they're, they're just in despair. So, I mean, right now in the Texas legislature, there are multiple medical cannabis bills, um, that are being presented. I, I believe there's a hearing going on today. Um, uh, talking about, um, reducing penalties for possession of cannabis. Um, and so there's some positive things happening, um, but this happened, last session as well. They, you know, they were approved in committees and then never made it past the floor because, and again, um, if anybody listening to this knows me, knows I'm, I'm a pretty conservative guy, I'm definitely more libertarian, but I definitely lean a little bit uh, more to the right than I do to the left. But I will say, I do not agree with the conservative leadership in Texas, specifically Greg Abbott and Dan Patrick, who are staunch prohibitionists. Um, if they could outlaw alcohol in Texas again, they would do it if they could get away with it. They did not want hemp in Texas. They fought hemp until the very end, until they realized, um, you know, they're, 
it was politically dangerous for them to continue doing and that's so. that's a shame. It's politically dangerous, and, not the fact that people needed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, so kind of going back to your other question, uh, when will Texas legalize? I, I don't know. I think true medical marijuana, um, like Oklahoma has, or some some other states that have advanced programs, I think probably three to five years. Um, and then recreational marijuana, I, I think it, it's probably going to be another three to five years after that. Okay. But again, you know, the problem is we have... We have politicians who aren't doctors. You have a couple that are, but 99.9% of your politicians in office are not doctors, have no medical training. They don't know what cannabis is. They don't understand cannabis. They don't understand CBD. They don't understand the therapeutic benefits, yet they're the ones who are creating the laws and regulations around it. And it just it's absolutely does not make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. And I, I've always kind of wondered, like, even as a gynecologist, postpartum depression being treated, you know, with not Prozac and not Ambien and not Xanax, that it blows my mind. If I would have had an option to use that for my my girls, I, I would have 100% done that. And that's what we're that. starting to see. So not even just locally here with Rive Apothecary, where we have pain management doctors that are referring to us. We have plastic surgeons that are referring to us um, with WellCell. I mean, we're, we're seeing people all over the country um, get on board because they they're finally realizing um, as medical professionals that there's other options. And then as patients, they're wanting to take charge of their own health. Can you go through, so there are two distinct entities that we were talking about. So our CBD store, a brick and mortar is, is, is here in Fort Worth, only one. Can you talk a little bit more about WellCell and how to get on board with that? Yeah, sure. So let me talk about Thrive Apothecary real fast. So that is our brick and mortar location here in the Foundry District of Fort Worth, Texas. So Thrive Apothecary, we sell multiple brands of CBD. So again, like I talked about earlier, we went out and we really had to do our homework and do all our testing to try to curate some of the top products, top producers on the market, bring those into our store where it's not just one brand. Most of these CBD stores that you see popping up everywhere, they're just corporate franchises. Um, and so they only sell their franchise brand. And, and what Lisa and I felt really passionate about is, you know, let, let's go find out, you know, who's doing it really well. Let's bring it all here where people can walk in. It's not behind glass cases, you know, like a smoke shop. It, it doesn't have this kind of sketchy feel. We want people to walk in. It's bright. It's educational. People can pick it up. They can hold it. You know, they can, they mm -hmm. can touch it with their hands. They can read about it. Um, our employees are certified um, in cannabis and in, and, and in hemp products. And so we, we pay for them to go through certifications so they can answer questions. And so it's a really cool experience. And so you can, you can walk into our store, you can also shop it online. And then with our sister company, WellSell, um, that is Dr. Lisa's private personal brand that she formulated. Um, and WellSell is for sale all over the United States. So you can shop for WellSell online at wellsell.com. Um, you can visit a retailer that carries WellCell in their office, physicians, chiropractors, um, massage therapists, et cetera. So you can interact with it that way. And then we also have a group called WellCell Champions. And WellCell Champions, essentially what that is, is we believe that if you try the product, you like the product, and you share the product with a friend, we think that you ought to get rewarded for it. And so it's essentially our affiliate-based part of WellCell. And so it's free to join. Um, you can sign up to be a WellSell champion for free, never cost you any money. There's no monthly fees, no hidden costs. It's free and it's free. 
Um, and you simply share your product codes with your friends and family. And, and we think you should be rewarded and paid commission for that. And then we go a step further. If you want to build a team, there's a network option again, completely free. Um, and Are you talking about like network marketing, correct, like direct sales? Correct. Yeah. So if you want to build a team to help you sell it, then you can do that. And then you get a piece of the residual, um, sales that, that your team makes. And so we really felt like we wanted to turn traditional network marketing on its head where, you know, to join, you had to make this big purchase and there was these monthly fees and there's all these requirements. I've got to sell this much on a Tuesday and, you know, this much on a Thursday. And we, when we got rid of all that, so we just feel like we have a superior product. We have the credibility of you behind it. We have these cannabis nurses that provide an amazing educational um, resource for our customers. And they're there to be our customer advocates and guide them through this process. And so we really feel like when you combine that together, people are excited about WellSell. They're excited when they take the product. And so when they share it with people, we think that they should be rewarded and that they should be paid commission for that because really, you know, our motto is live life well. And that's the message that we're, you know, we're sending really to the world. And we know it's working. We get tons of positive feedback. I was in Wichita Falls last weekend and I met with a WellSell champion who, basically, you know, finally got the courage and he came up and told us, he said, Hey, I want to tell you my, my story about WellSell. He's a retired Navy veteran. Um, he's a EMT now. Um, but he suffered from uh, debilitating neck problems and got on opioids. It's prescribed opioids by his doctor. Um, but it got to that point where, you know, he was having to take more and more to control it. And his month long prescription would last him a week. And finally his doctor cut him off. And so this guy who is with no other solution, with no other solution. And yeah, so this problem. guy who's working as an EMT is a vet. He starts buying opioids on the street and to the point where his wife finally caught him buying drugs on the street and said, you know, if you do this anymore, like I'm gone, like this is it. And this is a Navy veteran. Yeah. Navy veteran a and, and, a, and a current medical first responder with a physician that can't do anything else, yeah, which so, is tragic. And that's and not so, okay. So, you know, he's left with what to do. So he has the surgery done. Um, and the, and the surgeon tells him, you know, it's going to give you 24 months of relief. And then after that, you know, you'll probably have to have surgery again. And so for about eight months, it gave him some relief. And then the tingling started coming back in his neck and his hands. And he was really, you know, faced with this decision. Um, and he was really starting to lean towards, I'm going to go buy opioids again. Cause he has because, an addiction. Because, well, and he can't get out of bed, you know, he can't get out of bed. And so Wellsell was introduced to him and he thought, you know what, I've heard about CBD. I'm going to try it. Um, so he tries Wellsell day one, nothing day two, nothing day three, nothing day four, nothing day five, nothing day six. He gets out of bed and, you know, he stretches. And when he gets out of bed, he realizes I just got out of bed which normally he can't do, you know, someone has to help him out of bed. And so day six, that happened day seven, it just got better and it keeps getting better and better for him. And so he really credits WellSell for saving his life, you know, because saving his marriage, you know, cause he was going to have to go buy drugs on the street again and pray his wife didn't find out. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, the cool thing about WellSell and about Thrive Apothecary is we get to hear all these amazing stories of what this amazing plant, can do Unlike a corporation. Right, right. And who doesn't so, hear about anything, yeah, right? Yeah, so it, it's pretty amazing. And at the end of the day, we're talking about a plant. When people ask me, what is hemp or what is what is marijuana or what is cannabis? I say it's a plant. That's it. It's just a plant. And I liked your dog analogy. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you have hemp, which again, has very low concentrations of THC, Delta 9 THC. 
So it's non-psychoactive. So even if you drank a gallon of hemp CBD, you're not going to get high from it. Um, your body's going to get rid of it faster than you can get high. So you have hemp, which has very low THC, and you have marijuana that has very high THC. So we kind of use the analogy. It's like breeds of dogs. You know, you have a you have a Great Dane, which is like marijuana, the big, you know, the big bad guy with 30% THC. And then you have the little Chihuahua, which is hemp, which is three-tenths of 1%. And so they're both dogs, but genetically they're very different. And, um, you know, they're, they're two different, they're just two different um, things. And so, you know, it's kind of like the difference between regular corn and sweet corn. They're, they're all cousins, but genetically they're different. Got it. Is there anything else you can think of that a consumer just to kind of wrap it up, a consumer would love to know versus, or they don't know that would be like, oh my gosh, I had no idea, like a big light bulb moment. So I think there, there's a lot of things in there. So first, when, before you even get to selecting a product, um, you need to determine what kind of CBD are you going to take? Is it going to be a full spectrum product, which has trace amounts of THC? Is it going to be a broad spectrum product where you have most of the benefits of a full spectrum product, but the THC has been removed? Um, and that can be important if, you know, you're subject to be drug tested by your employer. You know, if you're a first responder or military or teacher, then you want to make sure that you go with a zero THC product. That's a whole other subject about the archaic drug testing that goes on in our country. Um, so you need to understand what kind of CBD you need. Full spectrum, broad spectrum. There is the isolate that, um, again, it's it's a very refined and cheap form of CBD. It may work. It may be beneficial for certain people. And you can cook with that too, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But again, you need to understand what kind do I need? So that's a great question to ask like our nurse group. So in fact, you can call uh, 817-989-6219 and hit the number one button and connect with those nurses and they can go through this consultation. So you guys can come up with a plan and decide what kind of CBD am I going to take? And then what kind of delivery method should I take? What's best for me? Is it going to be a sublingual oil that I put under my tongue and hold for 30 seconds, which gives me rapid absorption? Is it going to be like a soft gel or a capsule that I swallow? You know, maybe I take a lot of supplements already and I add that into my routine. Is and that's gonna, what we do, by the way. Yeah. Is it going to be a topical? Do I, you know, am I going to rub a topical, you know, on my skin and have it absorbed that way? I mean, there's, there's a lot of different delivery methods and new ones that are coming out. Some are gimmicky, some are not. Um, but again, understanding what kind of CBD you need, what kind of delivery method is best for you. And then when it comes to selecting the product, it's really doing your research and understanding um, who makes it. And that comes down to where is the hemp grown at? Is it American grown hemp or is it foreign hemp? There's a lot of problems with cheap foreign hemp in the market. Can you, can you elaborate on that just a wee bit? Well, yeah. So hemp is great um, for the environment because it sucks up um, pollution. It sucks up contaminants and soil. And so anytime there's chemical spills or, you know, toxic spills, they can actually plant hemp to remove all those impurities out of the ground, which is amazing. The problem is, let's say in China, for example, they clean up a toxic spill, they plant hemp, at the end of the day, when that hemp is cut, no one in the Chinese government is saying, hey, don't don't sell that hemp because it's it's contaminated. But literally that hemp can come to the United States and be produced and made into CBD. And so that's where you start to see mm -hmm. these heavy metals popping up. So you, you got to know where your hemp is grown. Where is the where is the CBD extracted and processed at? Um, is it a good manufacturing um, facility? Um, you know, there was a 
there was a CBD store here in Fort Worth, but I was pretty shocked when I went to visit and just kind of connect with that were literally making their CBD products in their back room. It was not under sterile conditions. They're just pouring stuff in jars and they're turning around and selling it. And there, there's no efficacy there and there's no consistency there. Um, and, and again, it's, a, it's not, it's not a sterile environment. So you want to make sure that it's American grown. You want to know where it's extracted at and manufactured at. Is it a good ma manufacturing facility where it's done under sterile conditions um, that they do have to answer to the FDA and they have to make sure that, you know, everything along the production lines meets those standards. And then you really want to know the story behind the product as well. Um, you want to know what, what additional things are added to the product. At the end of the day, you know, we believe, Lisa believes you should stay as close to the plant as possible. So that's why we always recommend the full spectrum product because it's as close to the plant as possible. But we do offer that broad spectrum option if you are one of those groups that are subject to drug testing. So we have that available. Uh, but you want to know the story behind it. And, you know, and then at the end of the day, you know, is it a good company? Is it a reputable company? Who Who's making it? You know, and, and that's why WellSale is so great because it's got Lisa's name on it. You know, and that takes a lot of guts to to put your name on a product and be willing to stand there and take whatever comes. And, and she's done that. And again, it's just been made, you know, we've been received with this unbelievable, um, you know, welcoming message really within the community. And we have this giving back program. So, you know, we believe if you're a first responder, if you're a military active or retired, if you're a teacher, if you're in the medical medical community, uh, we believe that we should give back to you. And so we give 30% off every single purchase to those people. So you can go on the website, you upload your ID, you get a you get a 30% discount code and, and you buy your products at a discount because we believe that, that you've earned it with your service. And the whole thing with the name, um, I thought that was pretty great. I was very proud of like how we came up with the name. So well cell is keeping your cells well. And it's W-E-L-C-E-L is how you spell it. And then dot com at the end of that if you want to go check it out online. But yeah, that that's kind of how that all went down. That we we wanted to create a better product, something you could trust, um, that you should be able to get at your doctor's office. And, and that's it, our goal. And if you go to wellcell.com, you'll find our website is very different from most C B D companies. Most C B D companies' websites are strictly really just beefed up shopping carts. Um, and that's not the case with Wellcell. So really Wellcell is is an educational landing page. Um, and we believe that if we can educate you, then we have the right to earn your trust at that point. So if we educate you and we teach you something that allows us, um, to be trusted by you. And then if you trust us, you'll come back and buy our product. It may not be today. It may be next week or next year. Uh, but that's, that's the big difference between our website and most others is ours is based on education. We have videos, we have different guides, and we really want you to understand, not only about our products, but about CBD and hemp. And we want you to understand why you're actually taking it. Yeah. And I can't, I just can't get over how it was schedule one that, that just mm. blows my mind. I mean, having written schedule one, um, like the Vicodins and all the, you know, all the pain meds and all that kind of stuff, but to throw in hemp that your paper is made out of and your clothes are made out of is mind blowing to me. Yeah, and that I mean, if that's not a political hit, I have no idea. This country for hundreds of years, the, when the Europeans sailed from Europe to settle America, modern day America, it wasn't nylon cells that brought them here. It was hemp cells. And, and what was it? Washington? Uh, George Washington, that was the one that made it 
where you had to grow hemp. Is yeah, that correct? Yeah. So, and there, there's a lot of different stories that float around. Um, but yeah, hemp, it's believed in the early colonies that the colonists were required to grow an, a quarter acre of hemp. Um, that you could pay taxes with hemp. And now it's scheduled. Um, yeah. One. So for hundreds of years in this country, hemp was accepted because you, I mean, you can make textiles, clothing, you can make concrete out of hemp. You can run your car with hemp based fuel. You can actually eat hemp based fuel and run your car at the same time. And so, yeah, it's this amazing plant that has been part of our country for longer than it hasn't been. And like I said, it's really only in the modern century um, that, that hemp corporations, yeah, cotton corporations, cotton, not want to squash it. Um, petroleum corporations. Yeah, of course, I mean, dirty. Yeah. You have, you know, you had the Rockefellers and all that, that moved in, um, that really pushed petroleum and, and gas-based products and really pushed hemp out. It was, they had a better marketing campaign than hemp did and hemp ended up losing. Yeah. And, and what really, do we... I mean, America, it's really the, the people that lost. Yeah, of course. And still are. Mm -hmm. and so would you advise like, getting more aggressive with this with standing up against it or just let it let it kind of the the horses out of the gate already kind of thing or do you just well yeah i mean i think uh i'll use a different animal analogy the cat's out of the bag so i mean you know you're not <laughs> going to put hemp back in um to schedule one you know now obviously the focus is more on the marijuana side as far as legislation so, you know, we have the Agricultural Improvement Act of 2018, which is the federal farm bill that President Trump signed, um, which legalized hemp in the United States. It also legalized all the extracts that come from hemp, including CBD. And then Texas went on to further pass a Texas hemp bill, which essentially said the same thing. And it also set a framework out for growing hemp in Texas. Uh, but but now you have hemp and CBD being not only federally legal, but legal in the state of Texas as well. You know, there's no question about that. Um, so I think the cat's out of the bag. Um, you know, there are some things people are still fighting for um, as far as the process goes to grow hemp in Texas and, and ultimately to grow marijuana in Texas. Do you see Thrive Apothecary becoming a dispensary at one point? I, I think or so. At some point? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's no reason why we wouldn't be. Um, so we already have a big hold of the market here in Fort Worth. Obviously you're a physician. Um, so when that time comes, you could theoretically prescribe cannabis or, or medical marijuana. And then we already have a store and this amazing group of thousands and thousands of customers that come see us. And I'm month. excited for that. I think like in the years to come, I think not in a million years would I ever think my medical practice would turn into a cannabis practice, but I'm now the things that I know, I think it would be incredible. I think it needs to happen. I think our citizens need to push for this. I think you need to get loud in all the cities in Texas and, and start really pushing towards this because it does help. Yeah. And, and the thing I will say about medical marijuana and recreational marijuana even if that becomes legal in Texas, which I hope it does, and I think that'll be great for not only, you know, her citizens, but, but you know, hey, the government can tax away and, and build some revenue. But the THC that's in medical marijuana, recreational marijuana is still very different from CBD. And the reasons why you take the two are still very different. So just because yeah. you smoke marijuana or take medical marijuana, recreational marijuana, again, you're taking something with a very high THC content, but very low CBD content. And so the CBD side, you know, most of the medical research today is showing that's where the therapeutic benefits are. So again, you have the cannabis plant, it's made up of over a hundred chemical compounds, the cannabinoids, CBD is one of them, THC is, is one of them as well. 
Um, but they, they do, they perform different roles. And so, um, you know, can you, you take both together? Yes, you can take both together. Okay. And so, so just because you, you use recreational marijuana or medical marijuana doesn't discount the fact that your body has this endocannabinoid system, um, and you need to replenish its levels. And you do that by taking a full spectrum or broad spectrum product, um, that's high in CBD to supplement your body. And system. even if you go to like Colorado and stuff, um, you can get product that is both. You can get a THC and a CBD combination product. Um, and that's purposeful. That is all intentional. Mm -hmm. And those are the types of things that people don't realize. So even if medical marijuana gets, or, or recreational marijuana gets passed, we are still saying you have to not have to, but we recommend that you take CBD as well because they, they perform very differently. So we liked the combination of those products yeah. essentially. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. So you can, again, you can go visit our brick and mortar store. Um, you can speak to our employees there that are, that are certified. They can, they can perform consultations. They can recommend products. Um, if you're not local or you like to do things online, again, you can go to wellcell.com and that's W E L C E L.com. Um, or you can call our number and it's 817-989-6219. And you can connect right there to a registered cannabis nurse and they can answer any questions and recommend a product. Cool. So yeah, our goal to just to wrap this up, then our goal is to have everybody on CBD. There's room for lots of different markets of CBD, but we want to get that clear across that everybody should be taking it just generally as a great supplement. Paul, do you have anything to add? The guy behind the glass? Not at all. I'm a huge fan of CBD. It's helped my shoulder injuries, and I was I wasn't even able to lift anything above my head for years. And um, yeah, cool. Because after taking it for several months, it just got to where I still don't have issues with it. Cool. Yeah, it's an anti-inflammatory too. That's yeah, what's so I mean, great it's, about it's, it. It's amazing. Yeah, and then if you want to be a patient too, um, you can make an appointment with me. We can talk about it. Um, and my goal with patients, as many of you already know that are, is getting you the heck off meds. That is what our goal is at my office at Fusion, is to get you off of medications, including the favorites like Lexapro, Wellbutrin, Prozac, Xanax, Ambien, all of the 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 meds that can cause you a lot more problems than not. So that, that is what we want to do. I, I sell it at the office as well. Um, you can go to thrive or you can go to the online store. So we're really glad that we got a chance to talk about this today. It was overdue. I just like to say your first guest knocked it out of the park. Today. I think you did. I, I believe he did. I believe, you know, I, I, I didn't say you much. You didn't say much. I mean, I really have a face made for TV, you know, more than, <laughs> I have to live just, with this more than PS. just audio, but, but you know, I, I have to tell you, that uh, I'm sorry to tell you this, but this has been your best guest by far. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, by I did far. that laugh again. That was for my brother's sake. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's about it. We've done about an hour now that we've captured your attention. That was really good. Thank you so much for different differentiating between the two things. And I, I think that we'll probably have a lot of questions about this one and I may actually have to have you back on. Absolutely. So I'll see you later. Probably. Yeah, probably. See you at home. All right. See, see you in about five minutes. Don't right. forget <laughs> to go on to all podcast platforms, subscribe, listen, share, because this information does need to get out. Thank you so and much for reminding me about that. Go to Apple yeah. Podcasts and review, because whenever people review the podcast, it puts us higher up into the podcast world. Yes. So when that happens, more people are able to find us accidentally.
And that means more information is out there to the right people and we can get people the help that they need without having to hurt their insides with right. all these other or meds. These, these prescriptions, yeah, exactly. for sure. So rate, review, follow, subscribe. And questions. It, if you have questions, it. let us know. And questions. We're here for you. Thanks, everyone.